people try to imitate what we do. They stop before they started cause they got no follow through. So why don't you come on over? We are nearly three months into our exile, into quarantine and social distancing and all these other words that weren't words prior to three months ago and are now words that will stay with us forever. Uh, when we first entered our quarantineage, Myla Floor was not Madam President yet of Austin P. SAC. She will exit quarantine as the SAC president, in addition to her bi-weekly, bi-monthly, ever how often we do this duties here at More Than a Game. Madam President, how are you? Yo, 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 it's your girl. I'm feeling good. I'm living better. Um, yeah. Living better. That is not something that I think any of us... Any of us really knew what that looked like the last time we spoke. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of just straight-up fear, and it was well-founded fear. Are you feeling personally better as we kind of start to move to the other side of this? Yeah, I, I'm still fearful of, of a lot of things um, the future. I'm more fearful now than I was then, I could say, because there's a lot of unexpected things that I didn't put into consideration when quarantine had first started or COVID-19 first came about. But I do feel good, like the transitioning out of it. Um, I've been able to make the most of my time in quarantine. So I feel good about that. And I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. I feel like life is good. So it could be better. Of course. Yeah. Does the mere fact that we're kind of starting to talk about the future and we're starting to talk about what comes next, is that in and of itself kind of a mood lifter, that that feeling that we are now moving forward into the next stage of this? Yeah, it's definitely a mood lifter. Like when we get on our team meetings and it's like, okay, you guys could potentially be coming back in a few weeks. We're like, okay, man, we get to see our team, things like that. But then again, it's also <laughs> – a fearful aspect of it when coaches like we don't know how the season's going to look or if we'll probably maybe just play conference games or how like if our season get cut short of we plan full seasons like that's the fearful part of it which is like the future like opening back up is also the fearful part even though it's kind of rejoiceful it's also fearful so the uncertainty have have you kind of come to grips with that as it's going to be a companion for the foreseeable future. For somebody like you, who's such a planner, who knows what you're doing day to day, week to week, month to month, now you know that there is this thing out there that could throw a real wrench into all of these plans. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and what I have planned is nothing that, like, it didn't, <laughs> I didn't plan to be the president during a pandemic, so I don't really, like, know what to do exactly it's just 
again, like we talked about in the first podcast, getting creative with a lot of things. Um, Cause it, it's just, everything's uncertain, like you said. So you don't really know what to do at this point. You just got to keep moving day by day, like picking up on new things or maybe coming up with something new to help everyone else out. What about going back to old things? Is there something that you've been able to kind of go back to now that you've had some time and be it a skill, be it something you want to learn, something you want to pick up, just something that you had once upon a time a an interest in and just ran out of time for now during all this you've actually been able to to take a step back um yeah i mean just with well i have a non-profit business i know i don't i can't talk about it much because of ncaa rules but um me and my um partner we've been tapping into that a lot since we've been at home together because we started back in high school and we just haven't been home or together yet because she plays d1 basketball as well so we've been doing a lot of work there um and just normal things like stepping back and going back to like normal life like um it's the summer now and so I would normally be doing like workout packets from our strength and conditioning coach and we just got a new one that includes weights because like most gyms are opening back up a little bit to some extent so this week I've actually started the first phase of my summer workouts with like weights you know instead of just body weight because I'm able to go to my local gym, things like that. Um, started pick up with the girls back at home. I mean, that's been fun. That's been really uplifting for me because like not being able to get into a gym and like run games, like it's like limited pickup now. So it's like 10 to 12 girls in the gym and we just going at it like old times, like high school. So that's been fun and very uplifting uh, trying to transition back into the normal life, so. Even though it's summer now and it's ostensibly normal because you wouldn't be in school and you wouldn't necessarily be around your team full-time anyway, the athlete ground doesn't stop because it's summer. And for you for you guys now, is there still some weirdness and some oddness about, well, I don't know exactly when I'm going to get when we're going to get started with our summer program as a group where we can get together and we can open gym and we can do different things to really start to build that bond because a lot of team building is forged in the summer. Yeah, for sure. Me and uh, Kellen was just talking about that last night. We was like, you know, maybe if we could all just <laughs> go back to campus, like plan a date on our own and just go and like work out and hang out with each other. Cause that bond, like that's where it comes from. Like we were talking, we we're like, we're not even going to know our teammates. Like, if we don't start now, like, we're not going to know how they play, like, how they hoop or, like, what they're going to do on the court if we're not around them that much. So, I don't know. There's there's definitely an oddness in that. Uh, we stopped our spring workouts, which was our spring Zoom workouts um, with our team. We were just doing ball handling and things like that. But we're thinking about starting up something in the next couple of weeks if we don't end up on campus in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. Likely you guys will get back – at some point, it may, it'll probably be later than what we're typically used to during the summer, but you'll get back at some point and get back on campus and kind of return to a sense of normalcy. What do you think it's going to be like when we return to campus with the entire student body at large at the end of August, beginning of September? Uh, <laughs> not normal, though. I, not normal, Kobe. I don't know about the whole 
normalcy aspect of it. Just because of what I've been hearing from like President White and things like that. Um, one meeting she hopped on and was like, when I look into like fill the stadiums at this point or like fill the classrooms, looking to like more of a change in things, obviously. But I don't know what it'll look like. Obviously, no, it's not going to be normal. So I'm not like planning myself for something that's going to be normal. I know I'm looking at something that's going to be completely different from what I've experienced in the past three years. Um, Is it even fair to to think about it in terms of normalcy? Because whatever bits of normal that we get back to, whether it's getting in the gym, being around teammates, that kind of stuff, you're still going to be surrounded by so much weirdness because it's going to be gyms at way less than capacity and people spread out a lot more classes are going to be different i mean it's just the whole thing's going to be not normal i I don't like to think of it um i tried to normalize normalize COVID 19 in the whole quarantine era but um now we have to like we can't try to get back what we had at this point because you don't want to think of it as like uh, we're going to get back, we're going to go back, and it's going to be like when it's not, <laughs> when it's not at all. And I don't, I, like, some of my teammates think like that, and they're like, oh, we can get back to school, then we can do this, do that, when in hindsight it's not even going to be the same as it was. But just living in that moment when it does come, being able to cherish those moments and make that normal for us, then it kind of, like, help. And, you know, being around, like, your teammates, so, like, in your department, just – like, when y'all go back to work, y'all are pretty much only people y'all see, like, half the day anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be kind of normal in its own little aspect. So. Yeah, but even then, like, we're looking at coming back and coming back in waves where the, it's never a full office. And if you share a, a room with somebody, you're never going to be in a room with them. So, I mean, even little things like that, like things that I'm used to doing when I come into work, like going, just getting up and walking down the hall to see Katie Locke. She may not even be there on the days I'm there. Yeah. It's tough. Have you... It seems like you've put yourself in a pretty good mental space about kind of recalibrating your expectation of what normal is and and what your upcoming future is going to look like as pertains to school. When you talk to your teammates and when you talk to your peers... Is is it almost like everybody's in a different stage of what they expect this reality to be? Yeah, I think everyone's in a different stage. And even for myself, like week to week, I think I jump around in like different stages of like what I'm thinking because new news will come out or the NCAA will drop something that says this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then the next week I'm like, uh, they don't look too promising anymore. Like it's different. I, I feel like it's different stages for everyone. Um, some of my teammates very hopeful still. Some of my teammates are like, nah, like I don't know about this next uh, semester coming up type thing. Um, I know a lot of not just my teammates but other Division One collegiate athletes are like, man, I'm I want a red shirt if I'm not gonna get a full year like type of stuff. Like they kind of get angry at the situation, and I don't know. People are all in different headspaces. I just try to like stay mediated in the fact that it's going to have me like, we got to live through it. So we got to make the best of it. So when you, when you interact with people who are 
still coming to terms with it. Is there? Do you want to? Do you want to help? Do you want to kind of get everybody on the same page with this, or is it one of those things where everybody kind of has to process this at their own pace? I feel like everyone just has to process it at their own pace. Um, I actually like kind of hearing their perspectives um, of like what they think is going to happen or what they expect to happen or how they're going to live their life when it happens. So I don't really try to like push push it too much, like my, my mindset about the whole situation. So I just like to sit back and listen to it and everyone has to process it at their own time. And also every school is different. So everyone's doing different things. Like I know some people are like have to come back at a certain time and then like us, I think it's voluntary for us in a couple of weeks or like mid-July might be voluntary, but everyone's in their own different mindset. And I don't know, I kind of like to hear whatever's floating around. With so many different governing bodies having a say in this, each university has their own feeling about when they're going to reopen. The NCAA has its say, the leagues, the states. Is it difficult to get a clear and concise picture of the direction things are moving? It, I would say it's difficult in a sense, but then again, most people are kind of on the same page. So right now it's like, it's looking as football is going to come back in the first wave. It's in small increments, like around the country. That's how it's looking at all the schools. And then men's and women's basketball is going to gradually try to come back in and use the facilities. So um, it looks different, but it kind of kind of looks the same. Like the dates are just a little different with everything. As a student athlete, I'm sure it's not been lost on you that around the country, some programs have unfortunately been lost due to this, that it just, you went into COVID, to quarantine, having a program and come out of it without. And is it, is, I don't think at Austin P there's a fear that we will lose programs, but I think that it's, I think it's opened some people's eyes to the precarious nature of just being a Division One athlete. Have you had any of that? In, have you experienced any of that as you see some of these programs go away? I feel like Austin Peay's in a, like a stable, a stable spot. You could say. Um, I know when you're like talking money and like situations like that, like some other schools are not going to be as blessed in this situation. I mean, like your Kentuckys are up there and they're probably set with their money. And then like schools, even in our conference, like Moorhead are like struggling to even like provide for their student athletes at this time. And I don't know, I, I do feel blessed that Austin P is in a stable position right now to like be able to support us and be there for us and keep these programs going. I know a lot of things will look different, like traveling wise, and things of that nature. Um, and I don't think, I just don't want it to take away from the whole student athlete experience, like the no fans and the limited travel. I know it will affect us, but I mean, I try not to think about that too much. The no fans thing or the limited number of fans thing, how big of a factor is that? Like we, we take fans for granted in a way. We expect when we open the gates and there's a game that we're going to have people there. And now with it looking like less of a certainty, 
or whatever it winds up looking like, it is it something you'll have to get used to that you can't just kind of feed off of that that wave when you get the crowd fired up? Yeah, uh, that's something you'll definitely have to get used to. And I don't know if I'm prepared for anything of that nature, like um, any sport. Like, it's just you practice, you practice the whole week to go play the game, right? But the game is going to end up looking like practice, like a little scrimmage, then it's going to be tough to, like, get your mind ready for it, get your adrenaline up. It's just – it's going to be difficult because it's – the hardest thing ever is just to, in the off season when you're practicing, 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 you're not playing a game. Like, that's – it gets it just gets redundant. And the game is like the rewards, like going to the candy shop on a Saturday. So, I don't know. I don't know how that will look. I mean, I've never experienced it in my life, so I wouldn't be able to, like – Oh, I'm gonna adapt to that fast when all of my energy really comes from just interacting with everybody else, whether it's the fans, my teammates, just getting everybody hyped. So I don't know what that'll look like. That's tough. Like football, everybody. That's tough. In your role as SAC president, do you have you had some some communication from both the league and from your contemporaries around the league just about what's happening everywhere else? So actually, um, since I've been appointed SEC president, um, as you call it, Madam President, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I haven't been in communication with any of the other um, OVC presidents or like my cohorts around the OVC um, yet, just because school has just ended and we've just been off for like a week or two now. And we're hoping to get those conversations geared back up. Me and I know Riley are on to something, vice president. Um, the GOAT, but um, just get revving those conversations back up in the near future. We haven't really talked about anything much, but the quarantine life right now, nothing like take a step forward to uh, the next semester so far. So. I feel like we've done 20 minutes to basically get back to the same conclusion, which is it looks great, but nobody really knows. But nobody, yeah. And with every other, like, you asked me if I was <clears throat> talking to anyone, like, SAC-wise, which is a no, but, like, every other, like, task force I've been on or meeting I've been in that's geared towards going back to school, and that is, it always ends back up at the same thing, like, you don't know yet, or you were just at the same roadblock. But I feel like the ideas that were coming up with and things that we're implementing are just going to help when we do know. So it's, it's a process. It is that. And I hate to leave people on a cliffhanger, but we did not solve any of these issues today. I don't, I hope you didn't listen for 20 minutes of this to then come to the conclusion that we are not solving anything, but I'm, I'm very sorry. I am very sorry, ladies and gentlemen, the problem is still there. But I feel very confident that with people like you in these rooms and in these meetings that we're moving in the right direction. And once we, like you said, once we have that certainty and that knowledge, we're going to hit the ground running and be in pretty good shape. Yes, sir. That's the plan. Well, my, thanks for joining me today. Um, stay safe and stay healthy and happy. And hopefully we'll get to do this in person again soon. 
Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, to everybody out there, make sure y'all staying blessed, staying up. And I love y'all. Yeah. Thank you, Madam President. <laughs> All right, Kobe. <laughs>